0: Welcome into the InvestWell Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall. And boy, we got a show for you today. Mr. Randy Cook is in the studio. As always, he's cooking stuff up and making sure we're getting everything that we need healthy Mm. and asking the right questions so we can help you navigate the financial storms and excitements. And pitfalls, and I don't have any more
1: thing else to say.' Well, just even write English. All of those things that you just mentioned are happening all at the same time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and all that stuff, and yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> so we got a great show today, Randy. I'm really excited for people joining us on the podcast. We're going to talk about what recently happened with the markets. You know, is it hit the circuit breaker? By the time this gets out and people listen to it, it'll be a little bit after we're actually recording it during the time. This is Monday morning, March ninth. At about eleven twenty three, we're recording this podcast. But you know, we wanted to take a few moments and talk about this because this is really important, and it, you know, it just kind of continues to lead Randy back into what we talked about, which is just little tweaks in the portfolio can make all of the difference. And uh, you know, we talked about that before with my golf swing, how I made a little bit of tweaks and mm-hmm. didn't bend the knees and kept all the weight on the foot, and you know, just kind of when I came back through, it, 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 I released the power, which made a big difference. And this is no different at all. By the way, I wanna press pause and just say thank you to our sponsors of the show. You know, we always have companies that are helping us in this endeavor. And uh, just so happens we have companies that I own that are helping us in this endeavor, which is Wall Private Wealth, U.S. Private Wealth, and Wall Lehman, all companies really designed to help families throughout the country protect, grow, and reduce taxes on their wealth. So if you wanna learn more about those companies and the services that they provide, you're going to want to reach out to leanonthewall.com again that's lean on the wall just like you're leaning on a wall .com well if you're a first time listener i want to welcome you into the show each and every week our goal is to talk about interesting topics related around the financial industry and give insight and thoughts and feedback to really help you with your investments make wise choices and be good stewards along the way you know and this is a time randy we talked a little bit off air about fear And, you know, fear has an acronym that I love talking about false evidence appearing real. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been some other conversations. uh, Biblically, we know 2 Timothy 1, 7 says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And there's been some folks that have talked about a spirit of fear in the financial world. Certainly, I've talked about that over time. But this spirit of fear or this fear, let's say, is actually having real world results. And. So I think the balance is understanding, yes, we might have some fear about things, but we also have to make the effort to take steps to do things that are different if we want to expect different results. It's just natural. Well, I think that as the market stopped
1: trading, it went down mm-hmm. 1,800 points in a matter yep. of minutes. Yep. And then it stopped trading. I, I imagine there's a lot of people who wonder, what is this? And you see the word circuit breaker. What yeah. is this? Because <laughs> in our minds, many of us have this vision of Wall Street. It's Eddie Murphy in the movie Trading Places. And somebody stands up and says, I've got frozen pork bellies at $75. <laughs> and a whole bunch, a bunch of people go, "Bye bye 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 buy. And there's paper all over the place. Yeah. That's not Wall Street anymore. No. There's no more of that paper on the floor. People screaming at each other. Yeah. You walk down there now, it's just the hum of computers, lots of big screens, and there's a lot done by algorithms. There's a lot done by computers. And that's kind of what took place, isn't
0: it? Well, I mean, there is. it's definitely a different scene. And, you know, I actually did a, a Facebook post, Randy, Sunday night. I was looking at the futures at about 10.50 p.m. Eastern time, and I did a little post talking about the fact that the market was down. At that point, the futures were down 1,300 points, and that we were going to have a big call. It's called a gap down, you know, gap up, gap down, gap down day, the beginning of the day. And of course, we did. It opened up very, very low, gap down, dropped because of the futures. And so, you know, we had a conversation about that. And so, yeah, let's talk about that real quick. What happened? Because people are going to be talking about this sometime. You know, we talk about an index hitting a limit down and the trading gets halted, really, I mean, the technical term is limit down, but they're, they're calling it a circuit breaker. And think of it just as it is. I mean, if you're in a place where you're in the bathroom and you have four hair dryers Plugged in and three mm-hmm. curling irons. I know you use a lot of curling irons, Randy, for a lot your hair. A so. uh, lot of That's in it's... a whole other podcast, but yes. Okay. <laughs> Keeping all it right. nice and curly. Yes. Making hair curly again. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you're, you're in a place where you got all these uh, things plugged in. And if you turn them all on all at the same time, we've probably all experienced, those of us that are homeowners or have had a home for some time or an apartment or whatever, we may have experienced where the circuit breaker blew. Mm-hmm. And it's whether it's a 15 amp or 20 amp or 30 amp, whatever it is, it goes out there. We got to flip the switch in the box, the electrical box, to kind of get it back on. And so it's it's a mechanism designed for safety so that way you don't burn the house down, essentially, is the reason we have circuit breakers at our, at our home. And so in the market, on the stock market, a lot of you don't realize there's actually been in place or put into place breakers as well, so to speak. And when the market hits what's called a limit down, it halts trading. Now there's different levels of things that can happen on the markets. This one so happened to hap- happened where, you know, the market was paused for about 15 minutes. But there's a couple levels of this happening and essentially anytime that there's a large declines or a lot of volatility in the market, we're in a situation where the limit down can occur. And there's three kind of rules that it will follow and this applies by the way this applies only during regular trading hours. So that means when the markets open at 930 and they close at four, these limit downs only apply during that time. This does not apply in after hours or before hours because there's trading before and after. And then obviously it doesn't apply with the futures, which is, uh, you know, trading future currencies internationally and things like that on other markets as well. But so this only happens during regular trading hours. In other words, this can only be applied. The circuit breaker or limit down can only be applied during that time. And I apologize if I'm getting into the weeds a little bit. You're like, what is he talking about? Well, bear with me. So these types of things happen where the markets are halted like it was today, March 9th in the morning for 15 minutes. It's an automatic. There's no trading that happens. So even if you want to put a buy-in or a sell-in on a stock you cannot trade it. And technically, the reason that usually this occurs is they're causing people to kind of press pause and take a moment and understand what's actually happening here, what's going on, thinking about things, because people are emo- we're emotional people, right? I mean, you mentioned about algorithms and things like that, and, and that is true. But there's still a lot of trading that is done based on orders that are placed. It mm-hmm. may be done based on computers now instead of, you know, writing it on the whiteboard or sending in papers or telling someone, buy, buy, buy this. But it really, they're done electronically. And when the circuit breaker or the limit down happens, it slows trading down for a few minutes initially. And really what it does is it gives investors the ability to understand what's happening in a market instead of just being fear-based and jumping in on emotion and saying, oh my goodness, we gotta get out too, the ship's mm-hmm. burning or the, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really the purpose of it. So there's three levels of breaker or limit down, if you wanna call it, that can happen. The first level is if the S&P drops 7%. Now, mind you, this is the S&P, not the Dow. And the reason they use the S&P is because the S&P is made up of 500 companies. The Dow is only made up of 30. Now, there's different sectors of the Dow Jones that make up more, but the main Dow is 30, and the S&P is 500. So, obviously, 500 companies is a broader spectrum, and it gives us a better perspective of what's happening overall in the markets because there's more companies. So, the first level of a limit down, so we have a very high level of volatility, People are concerned. There's a lot of selling going on, which puts negative pressure on the markets, which causes markets to go down, which if you're in the market, it means you lose money, okay? (laughs) Simply put, you're looking at your 401k or your IRA or your brokerage account or non-qualified account, and you're like, ah, I'm losing money. That's the result that you experience, right? So if it's a big drop, here's what happens. Level one is if the S&P drops 7%. So if the S&P drops 7%, trading will pause, for 15 minutes, okay? Level two is if the S&P declines 13%. Trading will again pause for 15 minutes, but if the drop occurs on or before 3.25 p.m. Eastern, there will be no halt if the drop happens after that. Now, what's interesting is if the S&P falls 20%, trading would halt for the remainder of the day. So we have two levels where trading can pause for 15 minutes. So if it drops 7%, automatically trading will pause 15 minutes. You can't trade. If it drops another almost 7 which basically 13% total, then we're in a situation where it's another 15-minute pause. And if it drops 20%, so if the market would have dropped this morning, as an example, or let's say by March 9th, by you know noon, let's say it dropped 20%, then the market would shut down and you would not be able to trade the rest of the day. Those are the three levels of the circuit breaker or the triggers that happen with limit downs. Now, this is important. And the reason they kind of put this into place is they kind of revamped the system, I guess, let's say. And these current breakers, circuit breakers or limit down breakers, were actually put into effect February 2013. So that's when they were put into effect. And this mainly came into effect to help prevent, we may remember, uh, verbiage back in uh, May of 2010 when we had the flash crash. Remember when the market dropped down big in one day? Remember that, Randy? Mm -hmm. Thousand points, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a huge, big drop. And so they said, okay, we got to try and eliminate that or protect consumers from that, this big catastrophic situation. And so they put in these these implements called breakers and they were put into effect February 13th. So basically there's three levels. Nobody likes either level, (laughs) level one, level two, or level three, because it means you lost a bunch of money, Mm -hmm. but it means that there's at least a mechanism there to kind of limit the downside. Now that doesn't mean that when the market reopens, it couldn't go down more. That doesn't mean if it ends up hitting level three where the market was down for 20% in a day, That doesn't mean that it couldn't open up the next day and go down more. That's not what that means. Mm -hmm. It just means for that given day. It's trying to back off some of the pressure of what's happening with the market. The other thing that I think is interesting here, Randy, you know, we've been talking about this for some time. I've been sending content out. Our team has via Facebook. And by the way, if you're listening to this and if you're not following us on Facebook, great place to follow us is just search Wall Private Wealth and you can see some of the content that we sent. By the way, if you have questions, I'm going to do a little interim here. We're going to be sending out some information, some videos and things as well that you're welcome to get a hold of. And all you have to do if you want to get a hold of some of our content video-wise that we're going to be producing here so that way you know you know what you can be doing, some changes you can be making, is just send a text. So get your phone out, send a text, send us a text, and text the word WALL, W-A-L-L, just text the word WALL to 22828. So text the word WALL to 22828 and you'll be able to get some of our videos talking about what's happening here. But, you know, Randy, I think what's so important is when we look at this, it brings to mind, you know, what I've been talking about for some time and that is the fact that there's a lot of downward pressure on the markets. Well, there really is. One of the things that these
1: incidents, these events will many times do, it will expose other weaknesses. And then those weaknesses being exposed, people see them and then there's more selling and down we go some more. One of Mm -hmm. the things that I've been seeing is the price of oil oil seems to be going down. That's great for us at the pump, but it's not necessarily good for the economy. Do you think that that is one of those things that's going to be exposed that, I mean, OPEC made a move this week to lower the price of oil? Do you think that that is something that continues to push us into negative territory along with the coronavirus fear?
0: Well, you know, Randy, here's the thing. I mean, the markets or the media, let me say it that way, the media is always looking for a tagline to slap on what's happening with the markets. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's keep that in mind. They're always looking for a tagline to slap. Oh, it's Trump. Oh, it's Russia. Oh, it's trade wars. Oh, it's oil. Oh, it's Corona. Oh, it's Bud Light. Oh, it's <laughs> Miller Lite. Oh, it's Dos Equis. Oh, it's, okay. you know, I mean, whatever it is. I'm kidding, of course. But, you know, I mean, they're always looking for a tagline to slap on the issue. Mm-hmm. And the issue, what is the issue? The issue is
1: fear right now. Well, it's
0: definitely fear. But, I mean, let's be real here for a minute. Fundamentally, our country has moved in a lot of great direction, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're literally having... I just saw another post where there's a company in... I can't remember what state it is. They're expanding their operations and facilities. They're looking to hire 600 new people. Mm -hmm. And these are well-paying jobs. We're seeing, because of some of the stuff that Trump has put into place, jobs coming back to the economy. And so, you know, it's not necessarily the fact that the economy is not moving in the right direction or people aren't getting the jobs they need to have or, or things aren't going in the right direction. It's simply the fact, in my opinion, the fact that, listen, we're in the longest bull run in the history of the world, <laughs> period. And if you're in a situation where if you're playing poker and you're winning and winning and winning and winning and winning and winning, let's say you win 10 hands in a row or 11 hands in a row, You got to, unless you're just absolutely the dumbest person in the world, (laughs) you got to believe that at some point in time, you're going to lose a hand. Mm -hmm. You're just not going to keep winning hands. It's not possible. The odds are now stacked against you, really. And you have to start and prepare for that. You know, that that whole adage of keeping your powder dry. I mean, this is a great testament to the fact that, you know, when you invest your money, you do not want to have all of your money in the stock market. Now, there's nothing wrong with the stock market, but you don't want to have all your money in the stock market. And we talk about, Randy, at our firm a lot with families that we work with, we talk about creating an efficient blend Mm -hmm. in a portfolio. And that might be utilizing products like insurance-based products, if you will, like annuities or, or structures like that. The big A word. Not all of them are good. But some of them have done well for families over the years. There's been a lot of study and research that's been done around that, you know, from Roger Ibbotson, Yale professor. In fact, Moat is an index in one contract now that actually Warren Buffett is part of managing his philosophy. So, you know, there's a lot of things that have changed in these over the years, you know, utilizing private equity. That's off market companies. We've talked about this times past, but private equity is a great opportunity to invest in a company. When you think about it, when you buy into a stock, you're essentially buying into a company. And the only difference of private equity versus public is private is private. (laughs) It's not that complicated. You can't buy it on the stock market, which means that when you have major downturns like this in a day, your portfolio is not affected in those private companies Mm -hmm. because companies are still doing business, utilizing things like direct real estate. You know, just because the market was down one month doesn't mean somebody's not gonna pay their lease or pay their rent. So multifamily properties or middle market hotels or data centers, you know, all of these other hard assets that you can own. So it's the idea of diversifying your portfolio and not being all in the market. And that's the big red flashing alarm that I've been trying to share with folks and we share with folks and have for years. And and a great testament of the planning, Randy, which I love. This is wonderful. Again, I I sat down with our team today, the Monday morning, and we were doing a little review and we were talking to our client service team And you know, since the beginning of January, and I verified this with them because I was just at an event for Place of Hope, which is a a nonprofit that helps save abandoned kids and rescue kids and things like that. And there was another gentleman that was with another advisory firm and he came up to me. He's like, oh, you guys are probably getting hammered with calls and the markets are killing you and all that kind of stuff, right? And I said, I'll be honest with you, we haven't gotten any calls. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to verify in our meeting, Randy. I, I talked to our client service team. I said, tell me, Since the beginning of January, how many phone calls have we received to the firm from clients concerned about markets? You know what the answer was? Zero. Wow. Now, that's not like, hey, look at me, I'm the best person in the world, or we're the best team in the world, or we got the best firm in the world. But what that is, is it's a testament to a couple things. It's a testament to the fact that we have prepared in advance, we had a plan in advance. We created strategy through the U.S. private wealth and advisory firm, my company, where we were able to create planning where we did more than just on-market investments. We did alternative and other things. And consequently, we communicate well with our clients on a regular basis. So they're in a place that they know they are prepared and they're ready. And I just got to tell you, if you're out there right now as you're listening to this and you're like, I... (sighs) I don't know what to do. I mean, should I sell? Should I stay in? If the market's down already so much this year, maybe I should just hang in there. Well, that's what a lot of people thought when the initial slide of 2001 happened. That's what a lot of people thought when the initial slide of the markets in 2008 happened. And you know what they did? They stayed in. A lot of investors out there stayed in the markets. They stayed true to their form because like, well, it's been down 10%, 12%, 15%. I'm just going to stay in. And guess what happened? That was the beginning of a 30 to 35, 40, 45% crash. Consequently, it took them four to five to six years, depending on the portfolio, to recover. So this is a great wake-up call. Listen, if we have to have a circuit breaker or a limit down, which has been instituted on the markets to protect the markets from the open market, it's probably a good wake-up call for you personally to say, time out, I need to re-strategize and do things differently. Now, again, Randy, again, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with markets. I'm not saying that we shouldn't look for opportunistic times to buy in while the markets are down. I'm not saying any of that. What I am saying is, if our focus is like what most people's focus is when you talk about these big Wall Street brands where people are investing their money, which is stocks, bonds, ETFs, mutual funds, and that sort of flavor, Hey, we will move to more bonds and less equities or more bonds and less stocks, however you wanna say it. And that's gonna be the solution. I gotta tell you, in my personal opinion, I really believe there's a better way. And I believe that better way is diversifying with the right blend of different types of investments and products that can actually help you achieve your goals, but give you, really help give you a lot of protection on the downside when these types of things occur. And that's the material point here. People need to be taken advantage of, Randy. And a lot of times, unfortunately, people don't know what to do. People, a lot of people, I believe this thought, a lot of people don't know what they want because they don't know what's available.
1: Well, I want to make sure people realize this is not a time to be paralyzed and to say, oh, I'm down 10%, 12%, 15%. I'll just wait it out. A lot of people did that very same thing in 2008, and this is the time actually to become more active with your money if you've seen what your money has done and you don't like it now's the time to fix it don't sit around and wait you know my my minister gave us a great analogy one time he said if you got hit by a car and you're laying there on the side of the road with a broken leg what would happen would you go home and say no emts don't fix me don't bring to the hospital i'll go home and i'll get a little bit better before i go to the doctor that's ridiculous
2: that's absolutely
1: (laughs) ridiculous don't sit around and wait and say i'll get a little bit better before i get some professional help get some professional help right now get some guidance right now it's right there for you
0: yeah it's really the idea of thinking differently and again you know a lot of times when people hear about the idea of thinking differently you know, they think, Oh, that means that I, I'm going to change what I'm doing. I, what if I sell out when I'm low and I, I, and then the market comes back, whatever? No, it's, it's the idea of saying, of course we want opportunity in the portfolio. Of course we want to grow the wealth. I mean, listen, a lot of the families that we work with are affluent families. They're coming to us because they want help protecting, growing and reducing taxes on their wealth. And one of the things that they know is you have to have a different approach. The times have changed. Just like an iPhone today. You know, we use an iPhone, has access to the internet, we can text, we have, you know, our banking stuff on, we have pretty much every, our life is on a phone, whether it's Samsung, iPhone, whatever. 20 years ago, we didn't have that. There were bag phones. (laughs) The Zach Morris style or flip phones, Motorola. And if you were walking around with a flip phone today, you might be cool. Maybe your life would be less stressful, maybe, (laughs) because you're not getting pinged every three seconds by social media and all this other stuff. But you'd be in a place where you're missing out on a lot of access and a lot of opportunity. And so likewise, things have changed. The investments have changed. Products and opportunities that are out there have changed. And so we wanna be in a place where we're adapting to the change and not just saying, well, it's the way I've always done it. So that's the way I'm always gonna do it. And again, the challenge here as you listen to this is to say, here's what happened with the markets, but here's what you should be thinking about doing. Now, what's interesting, Randy, if you wanna take a look at where we are in the Dow, We are literally at the level of the Dow right now where the Dow was back in February of 2018. So we've lost two full years
1: worth of growth.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: In a matter of less than a month.
0: Yep. Think about that. In fact, if you want to even go farther, we can actually take it where we're actually all the way back to January 2nd, 2018 is the last time we were at the levels that we are right now. Wow.
1: So think when, about that. When you talk about coming back and how long it takes to come back, I think you said in the the podcast last week that in a matter of one week, we lost, you know, a year, eight months worth. Now, how long is it going to take us to get back? That's that, you know, up on an escalator, down on an elevator kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. So this is just, again, wake up call show here talking about markets and talking about the limit. That was put on markets in case you weren't aware of that, that's something that happened. And you may say, well, I I didn't know how that works. We wanted to talk through that for you so you understand that. But this is serious times. Now, listen, the markets could bounce back tomorrow, 2,000 points. I don't know. But what I do know is when is the best time to change your strategy and change your plan? And that's all the time. It's always a good idea to reevaluate how you can improve what you're doing. And that's very, very important. So again, if you want to learn more about how we're doing, what we're doing on the firm side, U.S. Private Wealth, Wall Private Wealth, we're going to be sending out, doing a little video. Actually, I'm going to be shooting one today. If you'd like to get that, just send a text. Real easy. Send us a text. And all you got to do is text the word WALL, W-A-L-L, to 22828. Again, that's text the word WALL to 22828. Or you can feel free to go directly to our site, which is leanonthewall, L-E-A-N, leanonthewall.com and learn more. Well, Randy, I, I think that was insightful for folks, uh, sharing insight and information to help them gain a little bit more knowledge on what's going on in the markets here in general. And as always, we are passionate about helping you protect, grow, reduce taxes on your wealth. Why? Well, because we believe there's a bigger purpose, and that bigger purpose is stewardship. And we can't steward our wealth well and help solve problems in the world, save, rescue children, those in need, and do the things that we need to do that God's calling us to do if we are living with a mindset of fear with our wealth. So as always, our goal is to help you live on purpose so you can live with purpose. Make sure you take a moment and share this show with someone who needs to hear it. Don't just keep it to yourself. You say, wow, that was impactful. I didn't realize that about the limit down or the stock circuit breaker and all that, how that worked. I I never knew that. I didn't even know that existed. I'm glad to hear that now. And and I'm thinking a little bit differently and I am gonna take some actionable steps and I am gonna learn more by going to leanonthewall.com or I am gonna pick up maybe a copy of my book, Retire Once, Retire Well. Simple, easy read. Help you better understand what's going on. Share this with someone that needs to hear it because you know someone right now that is literally in a place where they are fearful and concerned about markets. And maybe if you don't share this, they won't have clarity or a simple sense of understanding of what to do next. If it's to be, it's up to me. I'll leave you with that. Hope you have a blessed one and we'll talk soon.
2: Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, we'll review aspects for your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of U.S. Private Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance Performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and, when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Wall is licensed in your state, please contact his office. Wall Private Wealth Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael Wall, NPN license number 733. 0010.